0: Hey, girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you all today. Um, I've been going through my own inner, i we real, my own little inner struggles the past few weeks. I thought things were just going to manifest in certain ways, and they didn't. And it kind of threw me for a loop a little bit, but I set myself up for my own disappointment because I was making plans as if whatever I wanted to happen had happened already. And it just threw me off. I felt like really down. I wasn't practicing my self care. And Then I got sick last week. It's just been a lot going on. So I know I've been a little MIA the past few months. It's also, like I said, and I always say, I'm doing so many things with Go Girl. And I'm also still working my nine to five. So it's like, I'm trying to juggle things. Also being a fiance and trying to plan a wedding. Hello, but no excuses, right? No excuses. I'm going to give myself grace. (laughs) I've been doing a lot. And I I don't want to neglect a podcast because anytime I'm podcasting, I love it. It brings me joy. And to be honest, I just wasn't feeling like myself for a couple of weeks. So I had to talk to my partner and he, you know, spoke some life into me and here I am again. Everything is good. Everything's going to be great. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like I was saying, I have so many ideas with Go Girl. So I'm always, you know, writing ideas down, but I really need to execute, execute, execute. I need to practice what I preach, right? I'm talking all the time about, okay, no excuses and, you know, prioritize and don't procrastinate. Well, if you've been here since the beginning, you know, procrastination has been kind of a little issue with me, but we're going to get it together. We're going to get it together, together. I will say that I am still active for the most part (laughs) with social media. So if you ever want to hit me up over there, then please do so. You can find me at I am Ashley Caprice, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And on TikTok too. I'm more active on TikTok and Instagram these days at I am Ashley Caprice or at Go Girl Movement. And as always, you can always hit up the website. It has all my contact information, ways that we can work together where I could coach you in your dating and relationship journey. GoGirlMovement.org. I would love to talk to you. I would love to work with you, okay? That was a little catch up, just a little bit. My last episode was about the Go Girl Guidebook, so grab your copy right now, Amazon, the Go Girl Guidebook, A Woman's Interactive Guide to Self-Love. So many chapters, actually 10 chapters with a guide for your healing journey, okay? But today I want to talk about, is love really blind? Now there is a popular TV show on Netflix, and before we get into that, I do want to acknowledge that October is... Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I have so many episodes about domestic violence. Um, Red flags. I've shared my story of escaping an emotionally abusive relationship with a narcissist. I've shared so much information about narcissists. And then, you know, everything like that. Then I did the flip side. I shared some green flags. I I shared tips on how to heal after heartbreak, like all of those things. There's so many episodes. So I do want to acknowledge that. And I might do a compilation episode soon, this month, maybe next week, of some of the key points from different experts who I've talked to, whether they work at women's domestic violence organizations or they're an, an attorney for if you're trying to divorce a narcissist. Like I have all types of episodes. And I might clip it up and put some of those key points in next week's episode. So look out for that. At the end of this month, I'll also share where I was on a panel earlier this year and I talk about self care after abuse. All right. So look out for that episode too. And I want to let you know that you are brave and you are courageous if you've ever left a relationship with an abuser. And if you happen to be in one right now, please, please, please know that you deserve better, and know that there are so many resources out there to help you. I actually want to share the domestic violence hotline. It's 1-800-799-7233. If you feel like you're in a situation that's abusive and you want to get out and you need some some assistance, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. And we're going to touch on it a little bit in this episode but more so from the angle of love is blind, right? Eve had a song, the rapper Eve, she had a song called Love is Blind back in the 90s where she says, love is blind and it'll take over your mind. What you think is love is truly not. You need to elevate and find. Love is blind. And I've always been connected to that song like, man, you know what she's speaking about is so real. And then we have TV shows such as Love is Blind on Netflix where people say they fall in love with each other, you know, sight unseen. They get into these different pods for just like two weeks and they are meeting different people, dating and getting engaged all before meeting the person face-to-face, okay? Their dates take place in small rooms known as a pod where there's like a wall between them, like a man and a woman could be speaking and there's a wall between them. They can't see each other at all. It's a whole little social experiment. A lot of people are watching it. They do this for 10 days. It's called pod dating. After that, if they're matched, they propose to each other and then they go back into the real world. They'll go on a little, nice little destination. I think they've been to Mexico a few times and they live together and they meet their families. And then they have to say, I do or I do not at the altar. a couple of weeks. It all happens within like a month or two. It's a lot. It's a lot to not see someone, date them, talk to them, get proposed to them without seeing them, and then just tie the knot a few weeks later. It's a bit much. But it's like a lot of people are playing with the word love. A lot of people, some people think love is blind, right? Um, Some people think that you can have love at first sight, which I do not believe in. But the thing is like when we really think about love. We think, you know, love is patient. Love is kind, right? We do not know that when we're first meeting a person, right? There's one couple on the Love is Blind TV show, Aaliyah and Uche. And at first, the first few episodes, I thought, wow, they have healthy communication. They had a situation. They talked it out. And I thought, oh, great. But and then, a few more episodes down the line, Uche starts showing like his true colors and starts kind of gaslighting her and belittling her and talking in a condescending tone. It just wasn't nice. And he kind of flipped the script within weeks. But that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to tell people, to slow down, okay? Slow down. Because is love really blind? Or is it that you're putting on those glasses so that you don't see what's really right in front of you? Marinate on that. You can see what's right in front of you if you just give it a little more time. The first few dates are usually pretty nice, pretty magical, right? You're excited about this person. It's something new. You're not noticing maybe their their red flags or their flaws because you're so into this new person in your life and you want to get to know more about them. However, it takes time to really get to know someone. It really takes time. That's what happens in abusive relationships. There are people who are future faking, meaning they're saying all the right things to you, saying everything you want to hear. Oh, I'm going to take you to Alaska. And I don't know why I said Alaska, but I'm going to take you and travel all around the world with you. I'm going to give you everything you've ever dreamt of. They could say all of these things. However, are their actions lining up? Are their actions really lining up? You don't know until you give it a little bit of time to see if that person is consistent cause some people do like we Netflix we've seen the t- the Tinder swindler he's taking people on first dates from like one country to another country on a private jet and everything and women are swooned and get caught up within the first month or two and this is like a first or second date like come on like you coming to me with a private jet let's go right a lot of people will be excited about that But can he keep that up? Is that consistent? Is that really who he is? Or he's just showing off in the beginning? Is he love bombing? That was an act of love bombing. So there's all these terms in abusive relationships or in relationships where in the beginning, you might not think it is abusive behavior or could turn abusive. But you really have to just slow down. And then I hear people now, they're like, man, I love the love bombing stage. Like they just like all the gifts and all the fun stuff. And when that person switches, then they just leave that person alone. But how many love bombing stages do you want to get in? Don't you want to be in something real? Don't you want to be in something worth it? Don't you want that real love? You can only get that by what? Again, slowing down, taking your time, really get to know the person, see if they're consistent, see if their words are matching in an alignment with Um, if their actions are in alignment with their words. Like really ask some real questions and also make sure you're going into the dating scene as a fully self-aware person. You might not be fully healed from things in your past, but at least be self-aware. Know what you want. Know what you desire. Know what type of relationship you're looking for. I, I saw something on social media recently where the girl's like, oh my gosh, this guy and I have been dating for months. Everything's perfect and great, but we're in a situation. Ship. He keeps saying he's not ready for a relationship, but I am. I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. It shouldn't even got this far. Leave. Leave the person. They are, they're not what you want. You want a relationship. This person's not giving it to you. They're giving you breadcrumbs. I have a a episode on bread crumbing, so check that out. But they're just giving you just enough to keep you around. And you think it's the best thing ever because you're not in a true relationship with this person to truly see how they will communicate and see if you all could get through these rough patches or whatever, right? Because it's not really your man anyway. So you're getting just enough to feel good inside of this situation, but you're not getting what you want. So that's why self-awareness is key. Also, self-awareness is key because you will not be impressed by the love bombing, by the future faking. It's like, oh, you could take me on a trip around the world. Uh, I could take myself on a trip around the world. Great. (laughs) What else you got, right? Oh, love bombing. Okay, you want to take me on a private jet and buy me flowers and this and that? That's cool. But like, what's your character like? right? Like, who are you really without all of these things that you're flashing in front of my face? Who are you? And what happens if these things run out? What happens if you cannot deliver on your promises? You're going to switch up because this isn't who you really are. So self-awareness is key. Getting to truly know who you are is key because you will not be impressed by the BS, okay? You would roll your eyes like, okay, heard this before, (laughs) right? Tell me something I don't know. Also, there are the attachment styles. We've talked about this before in a podcast. I talk about a lot. I'm proud of myself. But you can search on gogirlmovement.org, Dr. Morgan, and it's about three episodes with her where we talk about attachment styles. And that's why some people get so in love or think they're in love. In the beginning of uh, meeting someone, because they might have anxious attachment, right? They're so eager and so excited about this new person. And then there is the avoidant attachment where the person's like, oh, okay, I'm kind of excited, but then they still want their space and everything, right? So it depends on your level of attachment. And that awareness is key to know how you are. Like I know I was kind of a mix of, I was a mix of anxious and avoidant attachment. I'm Proud to say I'm much more secure attached now. Whoop But in the beginning of my relationship and in the past, I've just been more anxious and avoidant. So I'm excited about the person. I'm cool. And then we get too close and I'm like, oh, I want my space. But I only wanted my space because I didn't know where they wanted things to go. So I'd be a little more avoidant. Also, being in situations back in the day where the person didn't want to take things further and wanted to be in situationships then I'm like, well, let me not get too involved in my feelings now. So that caused me to be avoidant. Like a lot of life experiences can shape your attachment style. So if like you're going on a show, love is blind and all you're doing is going based off what the person is saying to you, that could have probably worked for me in the past because I'm a words of affirmation person. You know, tell me, oh, how you love this conversation and you're just loving to get to know me and stuff. And I'm like, yes, you know, but is that enough? No. Watch the actions. And then in the beginning, you're only focusing on the positive qualities of another person, right? I mean, unless unless you're trying to look for something negative about the person, a lot of times we're looking for the good in the person, right? So we're not seeing them for who they really are. You're not seeing them for their bad habits, their character defects, like any other thing that could make you be like, oh, I do not want to be with this person another day or forever. That so was important for you, again, to have that self-awareness so you can think critically about what it is that you really need in a relationship, that you need in a partnership. That's why I said when a couple on the show, when they were in the pods talking to each other, things were all good. They got out of the pods and then they started arguing. First of all, they're just seeing each other for the first time after they get out the pods. Maybe they're not too attracted, but also you're getting to see the person for who they really are. They're not just stuck talking to a wall. You got to know who someone really is before you really, really are able to say, yeah, I love this person. Because love means you're accepting them flaws and all. You love everything about them, even if they get on your last nerves, even if they have some habits that you're like, eh, I could have done without that, (laughs) but I'm going to accept them anyway, because I love them. And that's that real love. Other love is the conditional where they do something wrong or they do something you don't like, whatever it is. And then you're like, oh, I'm over this. That could be conditional. And so what you're aiming for is that true love. You don't want the love that you have the rose petal glasses on and the world looks like everything is going to be great with this person. You're feeling those butterflies and stuff and you think everything is so perfect. That's because you're blinded by love that you cannot see that person's true self, their true flaws, right? You're blinded by it. You're like, oh, red flag? I don't don't see that. Red flag? Oh, yeah, it's it's over my head. I don't see that at all. Right. Right. (laughs) Or do you just not want to see it? So that's why I say, is love really blind? Or is it that you just don't want to see the love that's right in front of you? Or you don't want to see that, hey, this might not be love. Like in relationships of domestic violence, that's not really love. A lot of it is codependency. A lot of it is the trauma bonding. A lot of it is not being able to leave for various reasons. A lot of it is being comfortable. A lot of it is what you think is a deep connection. A lot of it is this push and pull relationship that might excite you, but it's not the true love that you really crave and that you really, really deserve. Been there, done that. My experience was totally new at the time because I was focused on career all the time. Then I had no relationship history, really. Like I would date, I'd end up in situationships, you know, but I was really focused on myself and my career that I'm like, eh, and then when I got into something, a relationship, then I, I didn't have much experience. I didn't have the tools that I know now and the knowledge. I didn't read the books. And, you know, at that point, I was just watching movies and listening to the songs. You think that's what it is. But I wasn't doing my own research of what healthy love should be. So then I fell into unhealthy relationships and unhealthy patterns of, with myself as a result of the relationship or just as a result of me being in a first relationship, right? So I give that younger self, my younger self, that grace because I see how far she's come. I see the work she's done and I love who she is now. Hey, go girl, go me. (laughs) And I want to give you hope now that it doesn't even have to be the end for you. Whatever you desire, what you design, what you want, can be yours. Mine just just happened by a simple Google, Google search. Like what makes a healthy relationship? Picked it up, said, yeah, I want that. I started living my life as such. If someone wasn't showing up with the healthy communication, with emotional intelligence, with the consistency, like I'm done. No, I had to learn to set the boundaries, not be a people pleaser and to take accountability. So I had to learn things on my own. I had to see what it looked like in someone else. I had to know when I needed to walk away, when enough was enough. I had to make sure I knew my own worth and value. There was a lot of self-work that I had to do, that self-awareness that I needed before really dating. Again, dating someone worthwhile, right? Before dating, it started with me. And that's why Go Girl is all about self-love. Self-care, self-discovery. It's not about the other person so much. It's kind of like, well, why am I attracting that person? Yeah, sure, you can ask that. And it might be because you lack the boundaries. You're a people pleaser, codependent relationships. is all you know. You grew up in chaos and you haven't seen a healthy relationship. Like whatever it is for you, that is your story. That is your truth. I don't know it. I don't know it. You do. So do that work on yourself. Do that work on yourself towards the end of the emotionally abusive relationship I was in, I started gaining my confidence back, right? I started speaking up more. So of course, there were a lot more arguments towards the end, like every single day, a few times a day. It was exhausting as hell. Exhausting. But I knew I had to choose myself. I started to really look at myself in the mirror and I did not recognize myself. I did not recognize myself at all. I look back at pictures like, wow, who was that? Who was I? I could see the emptiness in my eyes and the emptiness in my smile. Who was that girl? Right? And at the end, it was definitely scary. But I knew like this, this can't be the love that people are talking about. This just can't be it. This doesn't feel good. And that's why I tell you on your first few dates when you are meeting someone, recognize how you feel. Do you feel calm? Do you feel safe? Do you feel comfortable? Or do you feel a little edgy? Or like your stomach is bubbling and you think those are butterflies, but it might be anxiety. Like, hey, this isn't right. Pay attention to how you feel in the beginning because at the end, it'll be the same thing. Like you just don't feel good. And granted, things could change in a relationship. I'm not naive to that. I know that you could probably have a great relationship for a long time and things start happening and shifting. And then at the end, you don't feel good. I understand that. But a lot of times in relationships, especially with people who are abusive, you might have a certain red light (laughs) in your head. That's like, yeah, don't go any further. But there's something about the person that you're like, well, it was, it was cool. It was nice. Everything went well. And, you know, they took me here or there and you know, sometimes it's just a lot so soon. So I urge you to really take your time in these dating streets. I commend you for doing any of the work that you've done. Just even listening to this podcast is doing some of the work because I'd like to think that I'm helping women heal. That's like my mission. I would love to help women heal. So keep doing that work. Keep knowing what it is that you deserve, right? Keep doing more of that keep listening to the podcast, keep reading the books, keep journaling, keep writing, keep doing the work that you don't get caught up with someone who just flashes their money in the beginning of your dating experience with that person. Mine was, again, uh, I was a words affirmation person. So the person was saying everything. They were just using their words to say everything. <laughs> Everything I was thinking about myself, like, oh yeah, I am beautiful. I am this, that, and the other. I am all that in a bag of chips. Like whatever nice thing. It was like so much nice stuff. That's another thing though. If it becomes a little overwhelming with the compliments, it's like, okay, buddy, you don't really know me. Thank you. I know that's true about myself, but you don't really know me like that. That I love you came in two weeks. That was a bit fast. I was like, huh? I don't even, I don't really know you, but okay. Right. Watch all those things that make you feel uncomfortable. If you're feeling uncomfortable with certain things within the first two, three months, really take your time and use that as data moving forward in your dating journey, okay? Because if it's moving too fast, it might end just as fast or or it might just not be who the person really is. You can slow them down. Go at your pace, okay? Do what's most comfortable for you. And that's where I want to leave it. Overall, in any relationship, do what's comfortable for you. Be okay with saying no and be okay with speaking up for yourself, okay? And if you need any help, again, on your dating journey, I got you. I'm doing coaching now. You can go to gogirlmovement.org. I'd love to work with you. Or you can listen to plenty of episodes of my podcast. You can buy the Go Girl Guidebook, a woman's interactive guide to self-love. I love that I could be a resource for you. If you need any help, you can slide in my DMs as well. Find me at I am Ashley Caprice on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or at Go Girl Movement. I love you. I will talk to you again next week, God willing. And I hope that you are doing amazing. And just know that you are deserving of real love. Even if it's not from a person, you deserve real love with yourself. Because, oh, it could get deep. Not, I, I might make an episode out of that because I was about to get deep. I'm getting at my um, time where I want to wrap this up because you can have an abusive relationship with yourself, right? I might do an episode about that. It might not be too long, but I might, I feel like it's important to touch on that. Yes, those abusive relationship with your thoughts, with your body, right? Yeah, I think that's, a, that's, I think that's a really good one. I might touch on that this month. We'll see. All right, girls. So I love you again. Thanks for listening. I am proud of you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. All right. Now go be amazing and I'll talk to you next week. Go girl. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Go Girl Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends.